Well, hello, everybody, and welcome in. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to another episode of Buddhist Biohacker, and welcome to a Pulsension edition episode of Buddhist Biohacker, and welcome in, everybody. So all of you guys who are joining in the live, please feel free, share how you're feeling about this full moon, share how you're feeling about your life this week, whatever you want to, and you can obviously always ask questions. And we are here with a very special guest, and I'm so excited. I'm kind of a little bit of a nerdy fangirl today, <laughs> but we are here with NOLA goddess Erica Falls. Welcome in, Erica. Hello, everybody. It's good to be here. Oh, I'm so excited. And I do want to give some context to everybody. So Pulsension um, is a music project with my husband and I, and because we think that you can't find music without spirituality and you can't find spirituality without music. And because my husband's a drummer, we've had two drummers and today is my turn, which is why you're here, Erica, because I love you. And I was like, it's my turn to have something <laughs> that I want to talk to. <laughs> yes. So, I I'm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, I love it. Oh, I love it too. And I um, am going to talk a lot and then I'm not going to talk at all and let you talk a lot um, because I want to give you more context. So I, the first time I saw you was Tipitina's in New Orleans, Jazz Fest, Galactic. And um, my husband and I were just dating at the time and uh -huh. he was like, we have to go to Jazz Fest and I have, you have to see Galactic. And the minute that you came out on the stage, I was immediately taken by your vibrancy. You have such a potent dynamic energy and you're also beautiful, but then you have this incredible energy and then you started singing and that was it for me. I mean, I, I loved you. I loved Galactic. I loved New Orleans. I fainted after your show in the middle of Tipitina. So I was initiated into Jazz Fest oh. in New Orleans. <laughs> so um, we did it all. We did the 4 a.m. shows and the not sleeping and the whole thing. And it was yeah. awesome. And so it's an honor to have you here. And I really just want to start with just asking you to share your story. I want to hear how did how did this happen? When did you start singing and, and how did this all start for you? Well, first, I want to say thank you for um, inviting me to be a part of this. Uh, and I'm excited about this as well. And I'm glad you survived the New Orleans experience, <laughs> Jazz Fest experience, I must say. <laughs> um, but the whole thing musically started for me as a child here in the city in my home. So um, my mother, uh, who is now, uh, she's now 89 years old, um, was a beautiful uh, pianist, organist, and singer. And so it started right there in the home with me. My father was a singer as well, but he was an avid music lover. So, um, you know, and then I'm the youngest, I'm the youngest of eight. So it's a lot, it was a lot of music going on in the house, you know, from gospel to, to jazz, to um, traditional New Orleans music, to rap, to hip hop, R&B, uh, a little reggae, I mean, everything was right there. So I lived in the, like a, a gumbo pot of music right within my home. But the thing is, I was a kept kid, so I couldn't date until I was 18. and. Uh, <laughs> it was either church, uh, piano lessons, gymnastic, violin lessons, th those whole things that, you know, that, that, that was the gambit of my life at that point. And, um, you know, I knew I could sing, but 
I would listen to my mother sing when she would practice uh, forever, her solo for uh, Sunday service or whatever it was. She was rehearsing a choir or whatever. And she sang with so much conviction, like right in the home, like mm. it was 50,000 people there. Um, but as I got older, I realized it was her release, you know, which is why she sang with so much conviction. But at that point, it shied me away from singing. So that's when I went to the instruments. I paid played piano and violin up until high school, but I always sang in church as a kid. And then when I got to high school and got into the choir, that's when I really took it seriously because the benefit of playing the instruments first, it allowed my ears to open. You know, a lot of people think singing is about the voice and it is, but you have to have the ears to hear the music in order to sing, to hear where the melody is going, you know, what you're supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to be within the music. And so that really helped to open up my ears. And so when I got in the choir, it sort of reminded me when I was in the youth symphony and my ears did open to hear the first violin. I played second violin and to hear the cellos and to hear the bass and how everything intertwined. And so that happened for me, uh, ninth grade year of high school. <laughs> mm. And, um, you know, that's when I really started to fall in love with music and everything just sort of blossomed from there. But the roots of my 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 music life is right at home. Mm. Well, you're lucky. It's New Orleans is I, I am absolutely an outsider because I'm a Colorado native, but I can say going there, yeah. um, it's such a the spiritual depth and the music. I really didn't know what I was getting into. And my first exposure was a jazz fest. Yeah, that's <laughs> and a lot. I, I just have this memory at, at it was like 4.30 in the morning and we were at some club downtown, you know, and these incredible professional musicians who have just been around forever were playing music that I just felt like I was out of my body for three days. I mean, it was really so, and and you see it in how you perform and and how you sing it's just so deeply rooted yeah uh as we say here i drank the water <laughs> 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 so you know it, it you know when it's in you it, you know it'll definitely seep out that's for sure mm -hmm. yeah so how does your spirituality relate to your music you know how, how does that i mean i assume it's all intertwined but i'd love to hear yeah. Well, I tell people all the time, the stage for me is my sanctuary. Mm. You know, it's, it's a place where I can lay, lay all my burdens down. And, you know, when I'm going through something, it allows me to get it off my chest. And it's a personal thing, you know. Um, it's just that everyone on the opposite side sort of benefits from it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but for me, it's personal. Um, and it's very, I, and I also, I also call music my saving grace. Mm. Uh, especially... Uh, during the time up, sorry, it's my neighbor's horn. <laughs> okay. um, but especially during the time of the pandemic, well, we're still in the pandemic, but when everything was shut down and everyone was at home, um, it really became my saving grace. Now, I didn't do a whole lot of singing during that time um, because I sort of went into hustle mode. Okay, you know, bills are still due, that whole thing. What's next? The unknown, not knowing how mm -hmm. we were going to move forward. Um, but just to have music playing in the house and, you know, listening to Sarah Vaughan or, or, or playing jazz. I mean, from Sarah Vaughan to Jasmine Sullivan and everything in between, Carol King and uh, mm. Marvin Gaye and Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack and Louis Armstrong and, and, and Ella Fitzgerald and, 
you know, um, all, all Stevie Nicks and then on to, you know, Shaka Khan and Anita Baker and mm. all that just kind of sustained me, you know, through that time. So it's a very spiritual thing. You know, if, even if you don't understand the language, the music will still move you. So that's mm -hmm. how I know it's spiritual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Well, I saw you at, in, at Breckenridge Brewery and um, right before the pandemic, I guess that was the summer before all this went down and you yeah. were so emotional and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then all of a sudden I realized I went to your Instagram and I was like, oh my God, this is your last show with them and you're going out on your own. And yes, how, how did that feel? <laughs> quite scary and it still feels scary <laughs> to be honest with you um that show was very bittersweet though you know because like i said i gained you know a crew of brothers and i went entering uh you know touring with these cats i didn't know them at all we didn't know each other at all and we had no clue what to expect but organically um relationships formed and friendships happened and um you know it ended up being a really uh, a good run uh for us both. Um, but it was time for me to get back to who I was uh, as an artist. Because, uh, you know, I was stepping into a machine. You know, yeah. so I kind of sort of had to conform to the machine. And it was great. You know, um, I really appreciate it. But I needed to get to back to me. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it was quite scary. You know, like I said, it's still scary because we get the green light to go and then the world goes crazy again and it's pause and you get the green light to go so it's really like you for me i i get put back at first base <laughs> and i was like okay when can i advance to second at some point can i move forward uh you know so it's still trying to you know figure out how do we move forward in this new norm and um you know musically i haven't been as visible as i would like to be um you know so and i'm still learning this whole social media thing it's like <laughs> having four or five extra jobs <laughs> on top of cutting the grass and cleaning my gutters and stuff you know <laughs> i do um, know it is a big pain yeah. in the butt <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it, it it's almost um you know still like i'm still presenting myself as someone new uh east girl so it still has that little scary um thread to it i guess yeah yeah what would you tell we have we do have men and i love all of you that always watch but we have primarily women watching the audience who so many of them are wanting to step onto their path and into their mission and and have that fear about stepping forward and and what is your advice to everyone because here you took this big courageous step to leave something that has its successful little setup to go do your own thing you know what is your advice to women who are ready to take the leap? My advice is if that's where your joy lies, well then you should take the jump. Mm. Because if it's joyous to you, even when you're tired, it's still the joy to do it. Um, that means that's what you need to be doing. And mm. sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith. You have to take that jump. You know, I, I had to cut some losses in my life, some safety nets. And I was like, ooh, I felt like I was free falling, but I had to trust that wherever I landed is where I was supposed to be. And so that's what you have to just, I know all the thoughts, self-doubt, and it's not an easy thing, you know. You have your inner bully that will, uh, you know, 
you know, send all these little messages of doubt. Um, and sometimes it's good to embrace that and look at it and say, okay, but if I keep choosing this, I see where it is, where, where it goes. I'm still sitting here. So you welcome it. You look at it and you say, well, no, this is, this is not a happy place for me. So then it allows you to make a decision, make a decision from a really true place and you can move forward into what it is that you love. It makes that leap a little bit easier because you see what the end result is of where you are. And if you're doing something you're not happy in. Mm. Yeah. Well said, well said. Did you always know you were going to be a singer, a musician? I mean, I know you said you grew up with so much music, but was yeah. is everybody a musician in your family or did you like know this was what you were going to do? Well, for some reason, it always came and got me. Mm. <laughs> so my mother, mm. as beautiful of a singer and pianist and organist she is, she's uh, an educator. Mm. So my mother was a school teacher and my father was a letter carrier. Um, but it was a musical home. We all loved it. And so um, my mother's um, plan for my life was to go to college, get the degree, you know, do that whole thing. And music always just came and got me and took me somewhere else. You know, mm -hmm. so I've been to a four-year university. I went to a community college. It came and got me from there. You know, <laughs> I love creative things. I'm, I'm definitely an innate creative. So anything that comes to hair or makeup or putting clothes together, interior decorate. I love all that stuff. Mm. Uh, refurbishing things, you know, going through store shopping and making something new. I love all that stuff. But um, music always came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, no, I need you over here. So at some point I just surrendered to it. <laughs> yeah. I surrendered to it. So I, I knew I always loved it. And I knew I always, you know, loved to sing, but never really thought of it as a career because my mother's plan for me was to go to college and get that degree. So, yeah. 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 I know all about that. I don't think my parents thought I would do this stuff either. <laughs> right? <laughs> Although now they laugh about it. They're like, of course you're a psychic on YouTube. That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about your creative process. You know what, because you're so creative, you know, how do you, how do you ground yourself when there's so much chaos in the world right now? And how do you stay focused in your creative process now? Well, it is a lot that's going on in the world. And so most times what I do, I live in my bubble. Um, <laughs> most times I have my TV on, but it's on mute. Very seldom I have it on the news. I check the news for like the weather. Mm -hmm. um, things according to the coronavirus, like what's going on in my state, that whole thing, what's going on with the law of the land now this week, you know, with <laughs> mask mandates or not, that whole thing. Yeah. But other than that, I can't engage into it because it, it, it can really just take a toll on your spirit, right? Yeah. So I sort of live in my bubble. That's how I deal with the craziness of the world. Even though I am aware, I make myself aware, mm -hmm. I do some reading. Uh, um, but I just can't have it on and just have it at me all day. You know, it kind of takes away uh, at my spirit. And then how I focus on the creative, most times I'm nocturnal. So I'm a late mm -hmm. person. I don't go to bed sometimes at three or four in the morning. That's just my time. <clears throat> and I think it's a genetic thing because my most of my family, <laughs> that was our time up late nights in the kitchen, grilled cheese sandwiches, music, laughing, that whole thing. You oh, know, I love um, it. Yeah, so I, I, I just sort of, you know, 
decide what it is I want to do. And once I get the ADD to slow down, <laughs> then that's my time to actually focus in on what I want to do, whether it's trying to write music or if it's, you know, maybe I want to like, I've just bought a, um, a vanity table. So eventually I'll be in the garage, sanding it down, you know, getting mm. it together for my girl cave. And, you know, I just sort of kind of focus in on it and music. I put the music on. I put the music on and it helps me to, you know, to focus and decide what I want to do uh, creatively. Yeah. Mm, I love it. Are you going to do a new album? What's your music plans? <laughs> yes. So I am uh, in the, right in the, right at the very end. It's been such a long process, but I'm right at the very end of releasing two singles that will be on the upcoming album. But these two singles, um, feature one features lyrics born and the other features Charlie Tuna. Mm. And these guys are really, really um, uh, legendary in the jam band world and in the world of hip hop. So it's sort of, sort of like R&B meeting hip hop, you know, mm. on these two tunes. One is called Let's Get Down Tonight. That's the one where it's like, throw your troubles out the window. The fellas are getting together, the ladies are getting together, and we're gonna meet up and we're gonna have just a good time and let our troubles just go. Let's just dance and have a good time. That's the feel and vibe of that one. And then the one with Charlie Tune is called One Stop Shop. And it's really about, the storyline is it is of, of a, a woman who's stepping out of her comfort zone and she sees this guy that she likes and they have this great chemistry, but she's the one that makes the first move. You know, mm -hmm. and the storyline where there's an agreement, she's crushing on him and he's crushing on her too. You know, so this is like a love story and it's everything that you need is all right here. Once, mm -hmm. you know, that's why it's called One Stop Shop. So those two things, two singles, I'm very excited about. Working on the graphics, got everything mixed and mastered. It's just a matter of now getting the release dates together and, you know, getting the marketing strategy together, <clears throat> which is uh, something I'm not excited about. <laughs> That's, that's the business side. That's the unfun side, but necessary. <laughs> and uh, we'll be releasing those really soon. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm also now, I've started the wheels turning on the actual uh, album, the record, the complete record. And it's really just about me telling my story of my view of the world as a black woman um, living through this, living, loving, and surviving through this time with these uncertain times we're living in, mm -hmm. you know. So that's the commonality of the thread of how I've been writing, how my, how the music has been coming out of me. So you know, we're just going to record these songs and listen and try to make a common thread, you know, so it all makes sense to everyone, <laughs> not just <laughs> me. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm excited because I I've listened to Homegrown like four or five times in a week at least um, while I'm, because because the music does move you. And because when I'm writing or, you know, doing some kind of creative thing with my videos and stuff like that, like it's nice mm -hmm. to have the inspiration. So I'm excited to have more coming from you because your, your voice is just amazing. I mean, for everybody who's watching, if you don't know, you need to go to iTunes right now and look up Erica Falls. But you're, you just have, your voice is amazing, but it's your energy. Like there's something, do you feel like you change or channel something when you're performing? Does it feel like 
you step into a different you or is it just you magnified? What do you think it is? Well, actually, um, so I have a, the person you see on stage really is my alter ego. <laughs> And her name is Caroline. Because <laughs> um, Erica's an introvert. You know, Erica's sort of shy. Like, I can be in the house for a week straight. If I've got food and everything I need, <laughs> and there's really no need for me to go outside <laughs> besides my backyard <laughs> and my front yard, I'm okay with that. Which is, you know, so people say that's so weird because you're an entertainer. And um, so on stage, it's Caroline. Mm. And Caroline sort of does. Um, everything that Erica is a little shy to do, but this energy is the same, mm. you know, it's, it's the same energy. And I guess, I don't know. I, I, like I said, sometimes being on stage is my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And so I guess when I am in that way, what I'm feeling conveys, mm -hmm. you know, oh, sorry to the audience. Beeping. <laughs> I, I have beeping and you have horns and I guess yeah, yeah. Gonna happen. I have my everything on do not disturb and it's still beeping. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> oh. um, I'm like, where were we? We were talking about you being on stage. And I mean, it's just, it's fun to watch you. And I'm curious. So in this world we're in, a lot of the, you know, uh, woo woo metaphysical jargon we have going on right now, which I think I have a feeling you know about, but is that we're moving into this age of Aquarius and moving into this time of the divine feminine. So leaving that masculine construct behind. And I had a little thought um, when I was preparing to talk to you today, and I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And it's actually even more interesting because you, you use the word machine for galactic. And I thought, well, isn't this interesting? Like right before this, this big shift, right? With the pandemic, you left this masculine energy and you're stepping into your feminine energy. And it's like this direct reflection of what's happening on the planet. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are about being a woman right now. It, it, so much is changing with that, I feel. And I'm just curious what you think and feel about that. Well, I think being a woman right now in this day and time is very uh, powerful and empowering because, you know, at one time we would have to have a man or a husband for a checking account, you yeah. know, um, you know, we have to have permission to, from our husbands to go and do things, but, you know, we've sort of had to step into that role of the alpha male ourselves when there is no man around or, or, and, and things that have progressed to where women are raising families by themselves and they are working jobs and they are, you know, um, buying homes and starting businesses and they're doing it on their own. In that way, I think it's very, very um, empowering for us as women and it's needed because, you know, it just, just in, in this example of how the male mind or the male energy has resonated and dominated for so long. They men made products for our feminine products for us. Yeah. And how do you know you're a man? You're, you're not a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm glad that that this shift is happening. You know, we're sort of standing in, in our in our own power as women, and you know, just to show that it can be done. 
even though there will be resistance, there will always, will always be some sort of resistance to it. Um, but I think everything with that is going in a, a really great direction as far as with feminine energy, divine feminine energy. You know, a lot of people think that divine feminine energy is just with women. Men can have that as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's just acknowledging that it's just a, a, a different realm of operating from, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, I think it's a great thing and that so many women are now becoming aware of their power because some women don't. And even me, I'm still learning. Every day is a learning process and and, um, finding out who you are and your strengths and your your weaknesses. But to have the freedom to do that and to not be suppressed by anything or anyone or any system, you know, and especially Mm -hmm. as a black woman, it's all different levels as well. On top of that, that I have to deal with as well, but having the freedoms to do so. You know, mm-hmm. even with all that that's happening, I can still appreciate the freedoms to be able to do that and to be to be able to elevate myself. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, beautifully said. What um, we're we're in this awakening, <laughs> whatever that awakening is. I think it's very individual, and I'd love to know, like, what has what has the last two years done for you? Like what's, what's been your awakening over the last couple of years, managing through all of the challenges we've been given with this virus? <laughs> like, well, I really don't even want to say virus anymore. <laughs> I don't even want to say the word, but it's, it's I know. a real I thing, know. you know? It is. <laughs> I think this has really, I always knew I had fight in me. Mm-hmm. But this has really made me a little bit more determined, mm. you know, in, in the fight of saying I'm going to make it through this, saying yeah. <laughs> that there is another side, you know, and just having the strength and the stamina to sustain where we are in this, in this, because it's so uncertain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, just, just, the, the the fight to say that I'm going to be okay in this. We're all going to be okay in this. So it, it has, like I said, it has awakened the fighter in me to keep swinging. You have to keep swinging, finding different way. For me, the music is not as consistent as it as it once was. You know, things are. We do have things that's happening, but you know it's, it's financially but the um what the clubs can afford and what you bring in you know all that is so different now and you just have to um we're sort of nav- navigating our way through some some uncharted waters almost you know but you got to keep fighting you got to keep swinging you got to keep singing you got to keep making music cuz those are things that help you to hang on so that, that's what it has really brought, uh, made me realize that I have a little bit more fight in me than I thought, which I'm glad because it's helping me to sustain yeah. <laughs> in this madness, you know? Yeah, I, I can't imagine because I can tell you, I mean, my like I said, my husband's a, a drummer in a little funk band and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he has a, a full-time job too. Um, but even just the toll it's taken to be able to get together and practice and go do things. And, and so I've seen it firsthand here and I can't imagine when that's, you know, everything that you do and, and trying to make that happen. And I imagine it's affected. I mean, it's affected music everywhere. I, I know when we went, we went and saw just a little 
Led Zeppelin cover band a few months ago. And it was like, we couldn't drink the water fast enough. Like it was like, oh my God, live music. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> are you seeing that too where you are? Yes. And it doesn't matter the size of the room. I just did a show just recently at DBA and it may have been about 30, 40 people. But honestly, I was really okay with that. <laughs> Most times you look at a room like, like that and you're like, oh man, we didn't do well tonight. It was a lighthouse. But with all of what's going on and this variant being passed around and, you know, they, and they, they have a, here in, in uh, the state of Louisiana, you have to show proof of vaccination before you go in. But even with that, it's still the uncertainty. Um, but with that small room of people, the energy that was exchanged because they were so happy to be there to hear and see live music. And we were happy to be there to perform and sing and do and you know the music for them in person, not you know a live stream or things of that nature. So the energy is given and definitely reciprocated <laughs> in the room. We are all very happy to be there. <laughs> yep, I believe it. I believe it because it's important. You need it for your the energy there's it's the energy you know it's the energy of it for sure i mean i yeah you just live music is is definitely not the same thing as listening to it at home it, and you forget that when it's been so long because we've all been so isolated and quarantined and then yes. you're like go be part of it and you're like oh my god <laughs> this is like thank god <laughs> yes it still exists <laughs> yes Oh, totally. And I wonder too, I mean, I have a question for you about, you know, the kind of an existential question, but um, I, I do a lot of thinking when I'm listening to live music. So we were at this and of course it was a Led Zeppelin cover band. So Led Zeppelin is what it is, you know, but I was contemplating like here, here musicians, you guys create these incredible, to me, they're like a download, you know, from the universe or God source or whatever you want to call it. Right. It's this energy. And then it's there forever. You know, it's like a legacy. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that, because it just seems like, I don't know that we think about that so much when we listen to music or maybe, maybe some of us do, I don't know, but I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that. You know, that always, you always think about it in that light when someone leaves us. You know, we have a musical person that leaves us and you go back and you listen and man, it's great that they they left this and we have this and you can still go back and listen or, you know, see them on TV or play a vinyl and hear a live show. But it's funny when you're in the midst of making music or like when you really don't think about it that way, that you're leaving some sort of imprint. You're just mm -hmm. in the moment of creating. <laughs> so it sort of makes you oblivious to that 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 part of it. So, you know, I guess when you're in it, you, you know, you, you, someone leaves us, it's when you sort of appreciate it that way. But I never really think about, you know, I always, I always want to make sure that whatever I do or I release or I send out to the world that I do it well. Mm -hmm. And that it has some sort of substance to it, even if it's fun, mm -hmm. that someone can take something away from it or escape from something for a minute. You know, because mm -hmm. like I say, music is a savior. It comes and gets you and takes you away for a minute and soothes you and nurtures you and then kind of refreshes you and sends you back and be ready to, to handle or face whatever it is of the world that you're dealing with. Um, but just funny that when you're in the creative process of it, 
are doing it for a living or you're in it, you're not even thinking about, for me, I know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not even thinking about the imprint of it. Maybe I should more. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely left one on me. I mean, I, like I said, I, I don't, if, if you guys haven't out there, all the audience and, and thank you for your comments, by the way, and they're excited about it, some dance music. It looks like out there, <laughs> we need some, we need some dance music in our lives <laughs> after the last two years. Um, but if you guys haven't heard Erica sing, please go to her iTunes, go to iTunes, go. I'm sure you're everywhere. Um, not just iTunes, iTunes. Spotify, my yes. website, all that. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's a real treat to see you in person and you definitely left an imprint on me because I, like I said, there's just a vibrancy to who you are and, and you can tell that you're radiating this, this light energy, you know, and you don't, that's not always the case. It's not every singer. It's not every musician that's like that. You know, there, it takes a certain kind of energy, which is part of why you stuck out to me and um, why I love who you are and what you do. And I would love to know what, what is your vision for the future for yourself and your music? Like, do you have, you know, I know you're working on a current album, but what's your long-term vision? Do you have one? The long-term vision and the long-term goal is to get the Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby steps baby steps on my sorry the noise you hear is my senior citizen cat having a moment <laughs> it's okay um any minute this dog is my dog's gonna bark too so it's okay <laughs> okay <laughs> um but baby steps to the grammy and it's not easy but i like i said i'm i'm in this fight you know and um you know, I want to get back on the road. I want the next time I step on the tour bus for it to be for an Erica Falls tour, you know, but to also enjoy the journey to it, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it's, it's high days and it's low days. You know, I had a, a business meeting with my manager on Sunday and cried all the way home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what am I doing? What is going on? This this world is crazy. I just, da, 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 you know, <laughs> but then I welcomed it and I looked at that and I said, okay, but I can't operate from this place. So I really had to go back in and then operate from a different space. You know, so I, you know, the long-term goal is just to really, to continue my best to uh, survive and be a success in this, um, in this music industry. And um, to really just have myself and my voice heard as an artist you know, individually as Erica Falls, you know, a lot of people know me as a great singer, but this person I've supported these people and, you know, that whole thing, but um, to really just to get to know me as an artist and just, you know, have a little success, be able to pay my mortgage, yes. <laughs> reach some people, you know, we all enjoy some good music. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, you deserve it. I, I'm really honored and grateful that you came on here today to talk to me and to spend some time on your evening um being here with us and um it just really means a lot because i just really i don't know how else to say it except there's there's very few people especially in the music world because i'm exposed to so much with my husband um that stand out and you just really stand out to me you have very special energy and i I just hope that you get exactly where you're meant to be because I think you will. <laughs> oh, man, I thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Take all the good energy. I bring it all in. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, really, you're you are just amazing. Amazing. And and a, a side note of 
of your fashion sense, like when you came out on stage with your, you had this incredible glittery blue lipstick. And I was like, I don't know who this woman is, but I love her already. <laughs> and that was before you even started singing. <laughs> I love shiny things. <laughs> oh, man, it's too good. Like all of your, everything you wear. Cause I, I got to see Galactic a handful of times, you know, four or five times because of my husband, which I'm grateful for him for that. Um, yeah. And uh, you just, it's just great. So anyways, that's enough of my, my gushing nerdiness. And, and thank you for everybody who's been watching. Um, we've got some great comments here, Erica. Jody says, thank you. And oh, Tracy says, I, I can't you. wait to go get some tunes. Nice. <laughs> yes. So thank you guys so much for, for watching. And I hope you do go uh, follow Erica on Instagram at Erica Falls. Go to her website. Like she said, iTunes, Spotify. And Erica, thank you so much. It's really, really wonderful. I hope you come back. Yes. It was a pleasure being here. It was a great conversation with you. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. I hope you remember us when you win your Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my people. The Buddhist biohacker, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and I will stay tuned. And, and for everyone who's in the Ajatakasa community, I will absolutely share um, when your singles are coming out. So I'll keep everybody posted and we'll be watching what you're doing, Erica, for sure. And thank you so much. And thank you to everybody who's been watching. We are back tomorrow night with Denise Dryden talking about the indigo frequency. So for those of you who are interested in that, um, we will be back tomorrow. Thank you so much, Erica. Really, it's been awesome. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.